Welcome to Unsolicited Views, where we talk about topics that you may or may not give a damn about. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share. If you would like us to talk about any specific topic, please DM us on IG or email us at info at unsolicitedviews.com. Also, if you're a listener and maybe you are an inspiring podcaster, book and record with us at www.unsolicitedviews.com or simply go to IG in our bio, our link tree, hit book your time and you can book a podcast with us. Lastly, thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views. Don't forget to like, subscribe. Thank you. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh-oh. I'll bet the boys are back. And woman. Was that the intro? Nah, nah, nah. That was, that was just me talking. What's good? We Yuck. back. <laughs> Another episode of Unsensitive Views. Yeah. Uh, we're here. We're here. It's John and Mel. We holding it down. And then we have one of our favorite past uh, guests. I, you was one of our favorite guests, though. We had a lot, a lot of feedback. And you started the Unsensitive Views segment. She did. I got a, Shout out to her. Uh, yeah, she did. That episode started. 37 and 8? 37 and 38. Amir, I ain't going to say your last name. Thank you. Um, started the uh, <laughs> Unsolicited <laughs> Views segment, and it's dope. We carried on to this day. So you are really a part of the, wow. filler, the, the, the pillar and foundation of what yeah. we do here at Unsolicited Views. We, we had a round hand. of applause. I would give, give you a hand. That's just two people yeah. clapping. Yeah. <laughs> and you get yourself applause. I did. A little narcissistic people. there. Yeah, um, that's fine. So we here. So how you been, Amir? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. You know, we were talking a little about mental health before. I was, I was oh, struggling to the mic. We want to make sure Oh, we get excuse you. me. Hello? There you go. Oh, hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back. Oh, I thought this that was a different damn. person. I was confused. Oh, no. I actually got... I, I was looking down. <laughs> okay, let me, let me pay attention. I, I have a radio voice. Yes, you do. And then I have a regular voice. Yes. Anyway, so that was my radio voice. So which one are you going to rock with? I think I'll, uh, I'll go back and forth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like I like both of them. Though. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I just wasn't just. ready for the first. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, she Hollywood now. Yeah. One, one. How many podcasts y'all, have you done since you done yeah, us? Y'all got all the money. Nine. Really? I want to start my own. I've thought about it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know you guys. Yeah. Oh. We're not about to. We're not about to talk about the money. The money. Y'all get money now. So. We're not getting no, money. We're attempting to get money. I know. Yeah. Attempting to get money. Hence, we are telling you we're here for you. Yeah, I, I, I got that part. <laughs> and anybody else out there that wants to uh, record But you said uh, mental health. What would you say? Oh, I just, I feel like I, I really broke out of like a really dark and deep place recently. Actually, probably in the beginning of the new year. So I, really? I feel much better now How'd than you do I it? was. Oh, what, what happened to get you out of it? Honestly, I think um, I really suffer from like seasonal like affective disorder. I see. Seasonal like depression. Like really bad. And I know that about myself, but this, like at the, be- the end of the year, like it's the season. I don't get enough sun. It's like, oh, that sounds different. That turned you up a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That was weird. Hello. There you go. Um, then I was like going through the home owning process, which was like stressful and expensive. Yeah. And I was just like, I felt really like, and I have like a lot of family things going on too. Okay. So it was just like all those things combined. Like I just was not in a good space. And I broke out of it just like, I don't know, the new year always like. It's like a reset. Yeah, like okay. that reset time, it, it helped me. You and like those major um, adulting and affirm- transitional years though. Yeah. Those are like, I think is um, after college years are kind of some of the roughest ones. You, you'll find your group though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm starting to find it. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just well, I feel better. Home ownership is a good first. That's step. That's a great first step. You did them. You've done you a know, lot. I'm gonna speak you, into you, the mic and say this: home ownership is very ghetto. 
Um, ghetto. <laughs> Why you say that? I mean, ghetto isn't. It's like it's really tough. Like okay. I think. Oh yeah, I knew. I knew what you meant. Right, yeah, yeah, like I that. I didn't know what you meant. Like that. Right. No, I mean I don't live in the ghetto. <laughs> okay. But it's just it's just tough. Like I don't. I mean, looking back, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be. Even though I did a lot of research, so I was just like, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a major first step and something I always wanted to do. Right. Hmm. Cool. So you've but been it's hard. But yeah, I'm good. I'm living good life, now. Living life. So. In uh, unsolicited views fashion, do you want to start with your unsolicited view or you want me to start with mine? Start with yours. I'm gonna look at mine um, again. The funniest thing, I haven't been put on the spot to do unsolicited view in a while. Here you go. I wanted to talk about the unsolicited view is that you, why do you dislike Joe Budden and Charlamagne? So that's not. Oh, that's my unsolicited that's view. Mine. So still. That's mine. So what's your unsolicited view though? That's a question, not really a view. <laughs> I'm just well, saying. Called you out on your yeah, shit. Oh, you, you started the segment, so you have jurisdiction to call me out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Hmm. Um, no, my uh, first, I guess my view was kind of on are women ready to accept men's expression in terms of, you know. So what's your view on that? Um, that women are not? <laughs> yeah, she won't let me get my shit. My bad, my bad, my bad. She won't let me chill, let me chill. You're not controlling? Okay. All right. That was a good assist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good assist. They didn't hear the um, previous conversation, so I know, but because you didn't record. <laughs> I guess in terms because we was talking before and we was having a conversation about like men being expressive, and you said in your past relationships. But my view, like yeah. you said, my view right. is that I don't think all women may be ready for the expression of men. In terms, as much as what they want, they're not always ready for the ups and downs um, that come with it. Right. I think sometimes it sounds great in theory. Um, but it changes a lot. It changes a lot of just like dismissing toxicity and uh, I guess male chauvinist out of the male consciousness out of that's also embedded into the woman's consciousness. And she operates and acts based off of that because that is a part of her paradigm. That is very much a part of her paradigm. So with that absent, a man coming to you in a different way. I just it, I've been seeing and I feel that sometimes that expression isn't well received as others would think it would be that was my view oh okay well i was waiting i just was waiting patiently for her to rebut <laughs> i mean it's not a rebuttal i think that so like i was like sharing with you guys before i think that the person i'm dating now is a lot more expressive than anyone i've ever dated um he's not really shy to express his views i'm i have a pretty strong personality in my relationships and it's mm -hmm. usually just like this is what it is i don't really want to hear anything about it and it, i've never really gotten pushed back on that so do you do you keep yourself in the position of power what do you mm, what happens so there's, i think there's a couple of things like everyone i've dated i've always i've i've always been i've always made more than the men i've dated i've always oh, you've been saving them been more in some ways like successful like if it's academically yeah if it's like my career then yeah and this is the first time and i feel like that with that <laughs> understanding it's mm. kind of like you don't really have anything to say back to me but the Damn. person i date now i think that he's got a lot going on so <laughs> so, so is it too harsh to say you're intimidated if people are intimidated by me that's fine no Whatever. you're intimidated oh am i intimidated by my partner yeah no not intimidated i'm inspired by him i think that like i like the eye flip go ahead oh i mean i am i think he's dope and he just oh i'm always learning stuff from him and that's like always, always what i want in a relationship but anyway that being said there's always like there's more pushback from him because he's just like you can't really i can't shit on him so mm. he got pushback for me and but i think th that being said though 
like thinking about your point about men being expressive and women not being able to handle it, that's not the case. I still had to teach him how to push back on what I have to say. Like, you're not just going to talk to me any kind of way. So Even, what, what, what did you teach him? Yeah, what are you coaching? What did you through? teach him? You're like, not going to talk to me any kind of way. When you any talk kind to of me, way meaning what? When you speak to me, mm-hmm. even if you're like lovingly, pu- even if you're pushing back on me, you need to do it lovingly. Like, that's exactly what I said. Like, you're not about to be like, I'm not going to talk about the, the things that I've had to like. It's, it's, isn't that isn't that subjective though? Yeah. And like, what, as, see, as he, what, what, what he might think is right. um, loving. Yeah, it's I mean, not loving to me, right? Yeah. And I've, that's exactly what he we've had to work through. So if you, I'm on the receiving end, and if you care about how I'm receiving your words, and if I care about how you're receiving my words, I'm gonna work to make sure that that my point is put is is coming across in a way that actually provide, provokes change in in whatever behavior. I'm, there's there's things that he does not that he did not like that I did. So right? sensitivity, you're talking. You need to be careful. Like, just be careful with your words. You're not going to just talk to me any kind of way in a way that d- makes me feel unloved. If at the end of the day, your goal is to make me feel loved and appreciated and all these different things, and I'm telling you with your words, I don't feel loved and appreciated and all these different things, then you've got to do something on your end. But if you were to say that to me, I would be like, dang, like, my intention right now is not to make you feel unloved, or my intention is not to make you feel less than or unappreciated or judged. Then I'm like, oh so, well, my words, my words are coming across in a way that's communicating that, and I've got to make an adjustment. Are you imagining intent or outcome? There, to me, intent is is important, but outcome impact is really yeah, what's impact. important. Intent because at the end of the day, like even if you say that all day long that your intention was not this, I'm receiving it that way. And you might think of it in professional relationships or in like other kinds of like relationships, even acquaintanceship relationships, like. It's, it, le- it matters a little less, I think. But mm-hmm. if I'm, if we're dating and we have like a plan to like spend all the time together and like a plan for like a future to, you know, still continue, you know, loving each other, I have to feel loved. So that's just the end of it. So you need to make sure so, you speak to me in a loving so way. So is he able to uh, say the same thing to you when he's not feeling like you're communicating Absolutely. in a loving way? And do you receive it well? I do. I mean, because I'm really. Did sensitive you always about that. return receive it well? Yeah, I'm, well. I think I'm a sensitive person, so I mm. I'm I'm open to like that kind of stuff. Like if I make someone feel bad, I feel bad. A story, story time. I tell my kids story time with teacher name. Um, <laughs> What's your teacher name? I'm not saying my last name. Is that oh, weird? That's yeah, that's weird. why I didn't want to say. That's Anyways, weird. That's weird. Yeah. so when I was like in like kindergarten or like pre-K, I still remember this. There was this girl who got sprayed by a skunk. Yeah. And she like really stunk. So I said to her like. I'll, whatever she never hear this Taylor like you smell like a skunk and she was like started crying hysterically so I started crying hysterically because I was like yo I really hurt this girl's feelings mm. so I've always been that kind of person that's just like I don't actually mean to hurt your feelings so if I'm if I somebody tells me that I do that then I'm gonna just make a shift and still like live in my truth like I could have said that you smell like a skunk in a way that wasn't I could, yeah, I see. That rude, like. But you, but that's you not giving it in a loving way. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> okay, I don't really like the way you said that. <laughs> so you didn't. Oh, so I get it. So you are scared of yourself. So I'm most not of the time, afraid we, of myself. No, listen. Hear me out. Okay. A lot of times when you're in a relationship with somebody, you become a mirror. So the mirror. A mirror or a mirror. A mirror. Oh. Not a mirror. A mirror. A mirror. A mirror. Yeah. So, like, you don't want that to happen. So, you're being very, very preventative because you don't want that discomfort. You don't want the discomfort of being unsettled. So, you like, make sure you take care of me through your words. Because. I don't think that's fear. That is how I feel. You need to take care of me through your words. And, like, that's one of my love languages, like, words of affirmation. So, if your words are not. 
You don't think that's derived from something deeper? No, I mean, because I'm a kind person and I don't want her feelings. It's funny because I'm that's a very like, kind. It's actually like not I'm a very that kind related person. in that way. Like, I just, for me personally, like, no matter how, well, no, not no matter, because I could be very out of control and reckless with my words. I can. But if, but so, if, you if keep I respect it. Like, somebody. So, you keep going. What? <laughs> that's so what? contradictory in a way. But no, I understand. If it's, it. if it's somebody who I love, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to be rude to somebody. If my, The energy that I get back is out of control. And in this, like the situation I think about with my partner, it wasn't like he was just like saying things that I didn't like, and right. I was just like, "Oh my god!" In the corner, no, I was going back in. But I don't like being in that space. Of but you, you don't think you draw that out of people? Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> no. I'm gonna say that. Like I think you draw that out of people. Well, in her explanation, I think she's no. in a minority with yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Your, what your view is saying, right? I think so. Because she's saying she coached him to. Uh, to treat so me the way I want to be treated. To, no, to to talk to, to you how you like yeah. when he when he voices his uh, opinions and his right. uh, and his feelings, you you coach him on how to, and you're able to he's able to say that same thing to you. I think what uh, John Jamal say more. Oh uh, man, what I'm, John was saying. That's a couple pounds left. That a lot of women <laughs> aren't able to do that. Like okay, so actually, they're able. It's like a one way street. It's and this like, is like you better talk to me this way, but. I can talk to you however I feel like because that's how I feel. Right. Okay, so that's actually, I don't know how I got on this tangent, but I hope that, like, the way you edit it makes it a little more clear. So I actually was kind of, like, leading towards that. So my thing is that men come across when they give their opinions and thoughts so much more harshly than women do. Wow. Because... Okay, go ahead. I don't think that's is true, it? but go ahead. Oh, is it, I was, is it, can I raise my hand to talk? No, go ahead. Talk oh. to Mel real quick. I got to get up for a second. Go ahead. <laughs> you are dr- oh, dramatic. No, I mean, seriously, like, men are socialized with this power dynamic where they can get away with a lot of things that women can't. And one of the things that they can get away with that... I said nothing. I just said we that men can is, is we're be here for a second. the way that peop, the way that you you talk to people. You can come in a room and dominate in, in ways that women feel uncomfortable. Some women might feel uncomfortable doing. And I feel like you might think, oh, I'm just being myself. I'm just being expressive. Where me, like I said already, like I think about the way I talk about people. I talk to people. So you think we're not conscious? Yeah. I think you're socializing in a way that the power dynamic is different. The power dynamic between men and women is different so, in society. It is. Well, so, I think we're that, going, why are we going to society right here? I just want yeah, to talk here. about in a relationship. So relationship that's, wise. So that's still interpersonal. It's still societal. So you feel like, as though men have to bridle their tongue because they have to be sensitive of the woman around them, which would be considered a little bit deeper. A little, I, think a little that, bit I think that women do that, Mas- and it's not, a, it's not unreasonable to have an expectation for men to do that. What's that? So just be careful about the words you use. I don't so know. So you're saying we are already careful, and the tone so therefore they need to be careful too. Can you say like women or men? I don't know what you mean by we. The woman, so men are careful. Women are careful. So you think men should be as careful as women are? Yes. Hmm. I don't think women are always careful. Not always. I don't think so. Not always. I mean, I'm not going to spe- speak in like blanketed statements. No, I, say, I think uh, you're a min- minority. What about um, mansplaining? How do you feel about that? It happens to me all the time. And it's very annoying because most men are not smarter than me, and I cannot stand listening to them explain things that I already know. Most men are. Why? Why is that such a pet peeve? Whereas though you explain, because I'm a, I'm a repeater, right? I get caught up because and I. You re- know, what, Sherelle, I love you. Like, <laughs> I think that you are yeah. Wait, what a you, patient what person. Oh, why do you say that? Because I'm a Virgo. Actually.
actually really like Virgos. I know. I'm not we're, gonna lie. we're great people. I do like Virgos. But you just said like you're a repeater. Oh, no, so I'm, I'm just imagining that. Oh no, no, I get. I, know, I get tuned. And Jerome's very like measured and like. Mm. I mean, from what I know, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm different no, dynamic right, relationship, right, right. but like, no, you know it pretty well. I know, but anyways. But it's interesting, yeah, because I'm a repeater and I'm also over. Uh, I like don't know in the time and place in a little bit. Like I can just be very intrusive. Yeah, I feel that. So like, if I'm ready, if I'm on, everybody else should be on with me. Like I don't know, like boundaries. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one of the things I have to be very conscious of. But it's interesting. You said something. That's kind of cool, though. What's that? I feel like you're the type of person, and people who are like you are like, yeah. In some spaces, you're like, oh my god, like that might be a lot. I've never experienced oh, that with you. I think, I think, from what I know, you have been okay with that. But like, very poised. There are like Virgos that I know, and other people who are like really like extroverted. Mm. It's like nice sometimes because you're able to like break the ice and like awkward oh, yeah. situations. So I think that's like a very interesting like personality trait to have. I was in a very awkward situation last night, and I broke the ice. But the thing is, I don't yeah. know I'm breaking the ice. Other people always tell me I'm breaking the ice. I'm just like I'm just really being myself, and like because I think everything is a little funny. Like, Do you? I, yeah, I laugh at a lot, a lot of stuff that's probably not as funny or comical. I probably do do that in my head though. Yeah, I don't let everybody in your head. Nothing. And then yeah. also when you said the sensitivity thing and being young, I I really feel you on that because I was definitely a sensitive kid. I didn't become an asshole until I got older, but that was only because of severe it's bullying as a child, and then I always want I wanted to kill people and stuff. But we're gonna get into that. So I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Can we get that therapist back on here? No, no, no. no we get. I'm just joking. <laughs> See, Chapel, you remember? Um. Yeah. Anyway, what's your uh? Answer to the view. Man, I had to, okay. I I don't want to repeat the ones I already said before. I'm gonna like I like made a new <laughs> list for shit. 2020. And one of the ones that re- that like overlapped was class sizes should be capped at 15 students. Why? Because it's out of control. I have. 30 students in a class with two sections now. Before I had 30 stu- 34 students in three sections. So it was like over 100 kids. That's a lot to teach. So so that was an important one. I actually don't even like want to. had a rough day. had a rough teacher day. Would you get beat up? No. I don't play with these kids. Stop. You break up any fights yet? Hmm? You break up any fights? I teach like 10 year olds So I have broken up fights But it's not I mean it's 10 year old fighting They're not really guffing So it's Guffing right It's just like Hold their body collar Hold one body collar Hold the other one I I hold their whole bodies But it's not really a Like I don't know What grade is it? 10 is uh, 4th grade I teach 4th grade Oh 4th grade okay So it's like meh I'm not one of those teachers Who's like I don't break up fights Or I don't I will break them up And I don't really suspend Like I don't like I'm not suspending kids for fighting Like Interesting I don't know Stuff like that your pacing is interesting. does not work. Is it too fast? No, it's funny. It's funny because you're oh. pacing. You have like teacher pacing. I, I do. You have teacher pacing. Because I'm sitting here oh. waiting like. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. So it's it's kind of hard for me to jump in. Because she has teacher pacing. Because, yeah, it's, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Like meaning I'm, I'm trying you to dominate the conversation. Huh? Because teacher. Oh, yeah, I know. Because that's like what I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can tell it's me trying to adapt because I'm very slow. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you're like, this I think, is my I moment. Think, I think slow. <laughs> and Processing. I slow. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is good, though. I think it's a measured way of speaking is good. Mm. Uh, but I, that's why I'm kind of quiet. Not I know. That I'm not. It's even fucking me up. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know if I said this one. And you see how we've been quiet waiting? 
<laughs> I love it. If you guys were my students, we're so, we're, I'm like, why are we so damn attentive? Because it's like you leave sentences I, off where as though we can't. It's like, like I don't, not interject. now, not now, not and, now. We wait. And then even when you freeze, it's like I wasn't done talking. And then it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. So like, we, and we used to just keep keep rattling. So it's just like, okay, we're gonna respect the pacing. We're gonna wait. Oh, Never wow. respect the pacing of the night. That actually is a really good big compliment. No, it's I think there. it's something I've like actually trained myself to do, because when you have the attention of like 30 10 year olds like yeah it's quick so you, you have to be get, we you have to, whatever you have to say say it quickly and just you know keep yeah, it moving i don't know if i could speak to it yeah we are <laughs> it's it's every day every day is a struggle Go I, ahead. I, know, I just want to get into the teacher bag yeah i did want to get in the teacher bag so we missed that last the whole time. reason we brought you on the first time was talking about being a teacher because know, we thought it was real wild. important um, first where do you teach you teach yeah. in baltimore city i teach in the city yeah okay yeah. cool so we've been a teacher for how long this is my third year. Third year? Yeah. How do you how do you feel now compared to when you first started? Oh, it's actually unreal. It's unreal. And in three years, you think about three years in a career, and most careers, it's like you don't probably don't change as much. You change, but not as much. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, I think from year one to year three, it's like unbelievable. The amount of growth that I've had, specifically in like my comfort in front of children, my clarity in my instruction, because like I said, like I need to say what I need to say. Right. And then be done with it. I don't really have time for mm-hmm. tangents and mm-hmm. things like that. Even though I do do that for fun, you know, to like, like still keep things fun. But I've grown a lot. Is this a purpose or a calling or is it just like just like to teach? Yeah. Yeah, how did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Because it's not why, something why, I, why, why, I was ever like, even thought about Can I have like an doing? office moment of like looking in the camera like... <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys really like just like come to? Oh no, I was just no. We really we're just trying to get to the Yeah, no, I I like my first year. My one of my friends from my hometown sent me a picture of my eighth grade yearbook, and it was like, oh, like what high school you're going to? What's your name? Whatever. What's your favorite color? Whatever it was, or favorite artist? And like, what is your like ideal career goal? In eighth grade, my what I wrote on there was to be a teacher. Wow. I actually forgot that I put that on there, but I've always wanted to be a teacher. But then I was like, they don't make enough money. They don't have enough influence on things I'm trying to change. And then, so I just kind of forgot about that as a career goal. But in eighth grade, that's what I put as, like, what I wanted to do. It was, like, a nice reminder. Like, it was a really rough time in the year, my first year. Because your first year is you cry every, you know, you cry every day. You cried? Was it that rough, though? Is it because of It's terrible. Is it because of the the, the area you're in? Is it because of the kids in general or just teaching? Not, like, not having your full path on how you want to teach? For me, I, like... I'm, like, good at, like, most things that I do. I try it once. I'm, like, pretty successful at it. Mm-hmm. And teaching, you're never going to be good at your first, especially your first year. Even now, I'm, like, every day I go home, I'm, like, I could have done that better, but it's fine. Wow. But your first year, it's, like, your first time, like, not being good at something every day for uh, 10 months straight. You know, like, even June, you're not good at teaching. You're not good at being clear in your instruction. You're not good at grading on time and meeting all the other things, meeting the needs of your students and getting all students engaged every single day. So that was was hard for me. And, like, I've had an experience of being good at everything my entire wow. life. And teaching, you're never, no matter how talented you are, you're not going to be good your first year. So that's why I just cried every day because it was like, when is this, when's the fun part? Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, a very friendly kind of thing or, like, I'm sweet or anything like that. I want to teach a lesson. I want you to be successful. I'll answer questions. Anything else, like joking in my class, I'm, I don't laugh at that. Bruh. I, no, no joking. Trash, bro. No, they don't like they don't like me, but they learn. And this is like a really 
like this has been like a group that people are like oh like they're super they're kind of like challenging behavior wise and things like that and they are but it's my experience and I've you know this is my third year teaching I've worked with lots of grades though but my experience is if you like tell a class that the only thing that we're doing in this class is learning and maybe having and having fun but learning is that like my goal so you strict. they respond well to that so you're not I'm even. strict they said like oh Miss Ali is strict like they asked my old students I was with them for two years I told them two years straight oh like when I first came and I was like the first day I had this kid, group of kids I'm like oh what'd you guys hear about me I know you heard something about me they're like oh Miss Ali we heard that you're you're really strict but sometimes you really can be funny and sometimes you let us laugh and things like that and I do believe in laughter and education because that's like what my my best experiences have been but I'm not about to play with you I'm These not gonna play kids. with you no, and they have a good time in my class. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think that, like, I'm not the strict teacher. Like, I think about my Miss Baird, who was from, like, the islands. She really didn't play. I, I joke. I laugh with them. But then we bring it back. Like, a big thing for me in education. That's Three what my sensitivity is. No. How do you, how do you bring One, two, it back? Three, so, the things that, like, they're. One, two. Oh. I don't know if she do that call and response. But okay. the things that, like, I want to leave, I want them to leave my class with. Yeah, like, all the content. Like, how to write a narrative story. And how to write, like, informational paragraphs. Like, compared and compared things like that. But I think the things that they, you carry with you are, like, self-discipline. Being self-discipline. That's something you should leave my Life class lesson. being. Yeah, exactly. Like, character building things. Yeah. Self-discipline. Knowing how to, like, productively struggle. Even when something's hard for you, you need to be able to kind of push through. I tell them all the time, you got to just push through. Like, you can't ask me a question in this moment. So, productive struggle, self-discipline, and, I don't know, and just, like, really just being a kind person. Like, having control of yourself, I think, is probably the number one thing. Self-discipline. And when that happens, like my old kids would come back I to me. I laugh so bad because it's funny because it's very apparent. Because even when you come off right now, it's just like. Oh, oh yeah, I'm really. I mean, I'm serious about teaching. We're like obedient t- <laughs> class. Yeah. Like, She's right, you got a teacher? You got That's it. That's it. So I told them that, like, this is the parameters. If we're learning and we're doing everything and the lesson's going well, we will laugh and have fun and do all those things. And then we'll bring it back to learning. The moment that learning is interrupted, I'm not joking anymore, and nothing's funny. So there's no like, there's no like confusion there. You're my Mrs. You're, you're going to be upset. I teach like I'm going to be upset mm-hmm. if you interrupt my learning and learning of your classmates. If you don't do that, then we're going to have a great time. So there's no confusion. Like you're not surprised when I like when so I kirk out on you. So you're not the high five out. teacher. You're not the one. I am special, high five. special depths with every kid when they come in. And that's the no, ones. I will high five. I mean, relationships are important, right? I don't. I personally do. I'm not doing the different handshakes. I have coworkers who do that because they have the time to do that and things like that, and it helps for sure. I don't do that. I will high five and I shake hands when they come in my room. You gonna be the principal? That's my goal. Yeah, I, because I the way be, you you talk I like do. the principal, like I do. Damn, <laughs> I want to be a principal. Yeah, because you because you don't even make me feel good about sending my. Kids. I'm like they're gonna learn an awful lot though, but god damn they yeah, gonna come. I home mean, like, parents don't complain about me because I'm like. What if they do? What's the biggest complaint you've gotten from a, a, a parent? Actually, haven't gotten any. I have a really good relationship with parents. Side note. So we were talking about uh, communication styles at the beginning. Is this the communication style when you talk to all people? I can see why he was, he gets a little uh, beside himself when he's talking. Why? Why say that? It's, you don't leave much room. Yeah, it would be hard for me to uh, talk. It's no, it is. It's this. So I have to fuss back. Like you are the person you have to interrupt, and you have to say no, no, no. <laughs> Because, because no, really. me and Melvin are sitting there, I'm just like, 
is it me? No. Like, I am a talkative ass nigga. Like, I talk all the time. It's just like, I feel rude. It's like hopscotch, yo. <laughs> I feel rude. And then if That's I, actually good feedback, though. I, I should be leaving space. So, why aren't people good conversationalists now? I wonder if because people really don't conversate. Yeah, social media. Yeah, that's true. People don't that's, we're not about to blame everything on social media. Not yeah, I'm blaming not, that on it. We do. Bl- I'm I blaming do. it on. I'm. Bl- I will blame that I almost 100. But also, not, you're used to a like 95 percent on social media. You're used to a dialogue because everybody can. Ju- you can just hop into DMs and stuff. I'm talking about face to face conversation. That's mm-hmm. it's hard for people to do that now. Like when you get in front of somebody, it's all it's almost awkward now. And also, like, you don't want people. You talk as if. <laughs> I hate to say this. You talk as if what I'm saying is right and like. I don't need your input. <laughs> Did you say how I saw? Yeah, but you said that though at the beginning of this. Oh, I mean that. I I, I didn't realize believe- I said that. I do most of the time believe that, and I but I need to be checked. Like that's the thing about it. That's why like I really enjoy dating the person I'm dating because I as a person and my friends will tell you too. Yeah. I know that sometimes but I'm out of control. Healthy checking though. It has to be responsible. Healthy checking. Be careful. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna talk to me crazy, but you're gonna be like, "Hey, me, like, what is that? What, what is that? I think I've heard, I've heard that from multiple women I know. Um, not even the ones I know, just even that's a social media uh, take. Like, I want to be checked, but not like not in a harsh way. Yeah, I mean, because what's the point of doing that? What's the point? You want your people what is it like? You receive more bees from honey than vinegar, or whatever flies mm-hmm. from honey than vinegar, like. It, if your goal is to pers- to persuade or to have an outcome, like that's how I think about it. In this moment, when I think about it carefully, now sometimes I fly off the handle. I'm not gonna lie to you, keep saying you that, or, right? or anybody, because I can be really, I can, and it's irresponsible and it doesn't actually give me what I want. But when I think about things carefully, I'm like, if if my goal is to make sure that my kids come in, they do their homework or whatever. There's a way I need to talk to them as human beings, right, even right. ten-year-old human beings, mm-hmm. that will get me what I want. I could just be rude and nasty and disgusting and just berate them, and maybe I'd get the same outcome. But how, for how long? Same with relationships, like, and the way that like I expect my partner to speak to me. Like, you're going to speak to me in a way, in a honey way, not a vinegar way. Because a honey way, I will, I, you'll get what you what you need. You have imaginary friends. Do I? You've had imaginary friends. Not really. I've the way you talk friends. is like because you have like a lot of different perspectives going on in your head. Oh, uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? I've never had. I feel like I've had friends. I do have a lot of perspectives because I think I'm I'm really reflective. Yeah, I'm very. Yeah, like, I, I think about like how how I receive things, and that's the thing that's helped me grow. Like I don't want to be. If how would how would I feel if someone talked to me that way? And my my sister just called me. Oops. And how many therapy sessions did you have to attend? Man, because it sounds I you sound therapy. very. You, I'm not gonna lie Therapy's to you. Therapy's amazing. You sound Obviously. very therapied. Yeah. And what does that mean? Um, I was about to say what is. You sound. You <laughs> sound. That would have been a moment for you. I could. I could have yeah, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> that was I your told moment. I think slow. I'd have got there. You, know, <laughs> you sound, and maybe that's where we're about to go with this conversation. Right, it's funny because you you gave the dialogue. We got 20 minutes, so. Um, Dang. You sound like you've been through something, and you are really trying on a journey. Like, what journey are you on? Like, what refocusing are you trying to do? I feel like I'm a therapist or something, like, bringing it in, but, like, it sounds like it. 
Like, I was waiting for your moment. I don't know if you were like <laughs> no, that was gonna be your moment. No, no, no. You oh. don't gotta wait for my no, don't no, no, don't do that. No. See, like, like I said, I'm reflective. Like now I'm like I'm talking too yeah. much, so let me chill. <laughs> so but, but real but real talk, I think we all are on journeys. I don't think we life is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um What journey do you feel like you're on? I mean like my journey, personally. I feel as though right now my biggest things I'm working on is self worth. Um, and when you say that, I don't like saying that out loud because then people are like, oh man, let me come give you a hug, John. Um, I know you're not feeling nah, healthy. I feel you. But I like, understand what you self worth and in asserting in yourself. Like, a lot has changed in my life being married, that not letting that be your identity, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Keeping your identity, maintaining your identity. Um, and also. That seems hard. Yeah. Nah, it depends on your partner. I don't have oh, that problem. True. Um, but uh, the biggest thing I think is. I give love, but I'm not very accepting of of it. Like because I just it's one of those things, like I'll get a compliment. Like I just got a compliment like to my regional boss at work. And my boss sent it and everybody congratulate, Man, you really did that. You did that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Thank you. It's my duty. It's like I don't yeah. Is that how you said it? In a way it's like I don't think it's a big deal. Like I did it because it had to be done. Um, but I didn't know that was a problem. That is a problem. Like, you never feel accomplished. Like, I never, I can do big things. Because it's funny, because even when you said something about the wedding, it was just like, um, the, the moment, the mo- momentum, the momentousness, whatever, I forgot the word, um, that I thought I was going to feel, I didn't. I was just like, this is beautiful. I enjoyed planning it more than that. The day was ab- amazing. I think people get the emotions. Because you probably like spent that. a long time planning. Is that so, what it mm-hmm. is? And it's yeah. just kind of like when people. So you say, like the journey, not the destination. I think that's so. what it sounds like. I think so. Like I, I like I get a lot of joy out of being stuff being made in the process. Yeah. So um, I know that's right. That's where the self worth hey. thing comes in. The process is a beautiful part to me. Yeah. The outcome is like kind of bland. Like I was shit on that's the time. outcome. Like we had a live event, and I was like, yo, that shit. That shit was horrible. And they was just like... Yeah, it wasn't horrible. They was like, nah, that shit was fire. Not the event. I didn't say it was fire. No, not the event. Oh. I'm talking about the actual live podcast we did. Yeah. Because my first... I'm overcritical in terms of like... I can look at something and I'm always going to point out mm. the negative. Negative first, positivity second. So right now, that's my biggest Why grade. is that a thing? I feel like the same way. Why does that... It's hard. It's Why hard to be the default? Posi- it's the default. It's, it feels the most comfortable, unfortunately. And I don't I, Somewhere along the line right. I think that's where is, is, It was a paradigm I selected But it's probably because I was over criticized As a child And I hate I hate childhood trauma And that's ghetto <laughs> Childhood trauma that's Is ghetto That's actually ghetto, ghetto Middle class That's old Like that's that bullshit class, Like mm-hmm. childhood trauma When niggas Yeah nigga, I'm like god damn What's my parents doing They fucked me up For a lifetime <laughs> Like they didn't even know it And it's just like <laughs> You're like, what, what was I going to do? And at the time, you had no, you had no, uh, you couldn't Euro step your way out of your childhood. Like, you had to walk through it. Like, you had to just go to the hole. That's actually the deep. That's you the didn't know it was another way. You didn't, but the same token is. You shouldn't you, really be expected to. No, you shouldn't. You're a child. Like, it's not necessarily your responsibility at, right. you know, four or five years old to know how to navigate something that adults are creating sometimes, around you. Sometimes I, in the reflective mind I have, you like, damn, I wish I could have navigated that shit. Yeah. Because you like, I could have avoided a lot of headache, heartache, and uh, unnecessary steps. Because if you ever think about, like, you enjoy the journey and all, right? But sometimes it's just like, yo, 
I could have shaved off a year or two if like <laughs> this one thing was done. If I could have got that hug. That's actually <laughs> that's what the conversation should be. And this is like separate. There's like so many conversations I feel like in this, and maybe it'll be a part one, part two. Go ahead, do you think? But I think about like how do you forgive parents for their mistakes? And I, with the with the, I actually don't have. You know, I, I, I struggle with that a lot. I don't know. Like, how do you forgive parents for their mistakes? Even, I don't know, how, how old were your parents when they had you? Um, my, my parents were 30, 30, 30. When they 30. had you? Yeah. Uh, are you the youngest or older? I'm the youngest. Oh, when they, what about when they first started having children, though? I guess that's what I mean. 20, 27, 20, 26, 27. So they were, like, older. They were older, yeah. My parents were. My parents was 21 and 20. When they first had kids? Mm-hmm. I was number three. Oh, so they had you what? 27. Oh wow! So twenty-seven, yes. and it's, it's funny. My wife, her mom had it Sugar later. Oh, first one, twenty-seven. So my parents didn't. Get so you think all this is late? Is that why, is that why you're looking at us like that? I feel like, like why is your reaction well, like this? Twenty-seven is not late because I'm like almost twenty-seven. I'm that seems like a very like that seems soon. That seems young. But I think about like my parents had me nineteen and twenty yeah. and twenty-one. Uh-huh. That's young. That was yeah. I don't so know that's about. like that's kind of what I blame some of. I have to attribute to them I blame Well no At this point I blame Because I, I, I need more therapy On that one <laughs> But I blame like Some of their mistakes On is that they were Really young When they had kids So they just They made a lot of Like poor choices I don't know What are your poor choices Or the only choices They had That's what I was saying I think you just Gotta look at them and, I, You gotta you try to look at them yeah. And say they're human yeah, right. And, you, and then you Try to think back To some of the mistakes that you made mm. Like you may not have had a child, but you you had some mistakes, I'm sure. That you can think back on and like, yeah, damn, yeah. I shouldn't have did that shit. Luckily, I made it out of it. You know what I'm saying, but that, you gotta look at them. They're human. I think the biggest thing you can do to forgive your parents is yeah. humanize them, like Mel said. We we always looking at our parents like they're superheroes. They're not. I know we want to think that, that yeah. but yeah. they're not. My par- I, it's I think hard I, for I, me. I know. Like, like it's hard have, for everybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, it ain't just yeah. you. It's the world. Yeah. Some people I'm talking just, like I did it. Well, I'm, I'm not I'm there. I, yeah, I'm not yeah. there. Oh, okay. I mean, my mommy. I mean, my mom and dad ain't do nothing bad, but I'm sure it's some stuff that I can if I Pinpoint think back you. on. Yeah. But I think because one thing I had to realize is because like being the number three, the youngest, and also are you the youngest too? Yes. You're both the youngest. I'm oh. the youngest now. I have oh yeah, a but I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my two little sisters. They came and fucked it up. Um. But in a lot of ways, you are the youngest. Yeah. You grew up the youngest for a right. long time. For 10 years. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just kind of like where as though they were financially, where they were like emotionally, mentally, all that played in the role in how each child turned out. Mm-hmm. So like my kid, my sisters are benefiting off of... Your parents' what, stability. My parents' stability. Because my parents are super stable now. My parents are in mid-50s. College wasn't a mm-hmm. thing. Man, both, my, both of their kids are in college. They both went to campus. They come home. They have a car. They have this. They have mm. that. So it's just kind of where as though, like, ain't that some shit? But after a while, you got to forgive them, though. Because I forgave them and said, you know what? It ain't no shit. It's just the fact. It just is what it is. It's life circumstances, right? Well, say, what are you? It's forgiving. They were just living the way, the way they knew how. But the reason why I didn't go to college out of high school was there. It was kind of on them. Because they, they didn't know better. They should have known the whole idea. They didn't know better. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I understand. Like, logically, logically, I know. Think about myself at 19, 18, 20, whatever. You need that. That time, like, I'm like, I I wasn't responsible enough to have a kid. And, like, like, why would you do that? You need to prove all those things, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that, like, that age is just, you're stupid. Mm -hmm. You're not as developed as you could be. But, like, but emotionally and, like, think about what, how I felt growing up. 
it's hard for me to reconcile those things. I, I, I understand, and like, I'm not disagreeing you know. with you guys. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm playing devil's advocate right here, right? Because right. I'm like, I'm like, at, no, I think it's 18, not, it's 19, not even devil's advocate. It's, it's like funny. it's logic. Like yeah. it's, it's like thinking That's, about both sides. Yeah, whatever we want to yeah. call it. It's, but if you if you look at it at 18, 19, if they grew they growing up in Baltimore City. So the bathroom is, hold on, oh. hold on, real quick, pause. So the bathroom is out here, up the steps. Do you want to step with Melvin to hold that thought? Because he, yeah, yeah, he got to hold it. This is good. Right. This is it. Hopefully oh. I can remember it. I, I got you. Uh, so, Mel, what was you saying? You said uh, growing up in. Oh, so I was, I was basically saying, so yeah, the parents growing up in Baltimore City, right? They have no thoughts of college when they were growing up, right? Right. No thoughts. It wasn't necessary. You, you just had to graduate high school. Their parents. No way. Didn't. So how would you expect them to push you to go to college? So like right. it, no, like no one had knowledge of college. Well, they just know it's just this expensive thing that they can't afford. That's all they knew college is. So how can you? That's why I'm just saying playing that other side of the fence, looking at that way. They're like, why would you go to college? Just, just live. Like right. do what we did. Go get a job. Yeah, go get a job. So yeah, I'm gonna. But to Mayor's point, I can understand why I like forgiving parents are but I, I, no I do understand why it's hard no you understand why it's hard but also <laughs> I think your perspective is very uh, poignant too because I don't people don't know what they don't know I was told that by somebody and I was like dad that's the explanation you're gonna give me and I was like no nah. mm. he's like nah people just literally don't know true. what they don't know but also in dealing with that like you gotta yeah, you gotta let go a lot of shit your parents do because you really need them they're more allies as you get older than anything yeah they, they, they're going to be allies Because I think a lot of people Don't consider Why do you shake your head? No, continue A lot of people Don't consider what? I feel like I'm learning right now It really This oh. is like something I actually do Like and actively struggle Oh really? With. Yeah be- But also it's um, Reaching out is also A thing you have to do Because I struggle with Reaching out to my parents But like you You have to reach out to them Now it, The roles are reversed And I think In the job I'm in I realize how important That is because as you get older, you become the parent, and the parent becomes a child, and you, they need to be taken care of in the ways in which you taking care of them. So, like, I work with people with dementia, people older, older folks. So, if I'm in a wheelchair or I'm bedbound, and I still have a house, I still have millions of dollars in the bank account, I have all this trust, I have a 401k, I have cars, I have all this stuff in my name, my assets, and I need somebody to take care of that because I can barely take care of myself. I need like I literally need somebody to wipe my ass, so I can't go out and give you support. All I and I barely can have the mental capacity to give you anything. So it's it's kind of those twi- what do you say? Once a man, twice a child. Mm-hmm. So mm. knowing that is just kind of like oh okay, that's perspective. Sure they do. Yeah, because it's, you're going to we're all going to need your, mm-hmm. you're going to need your parents because more truer than a friend, your parents are more they're better. They probably will give you the best advice. Because they will give you some of the most non-objective 100%. advice. Because your friends... objective Your friends are going to give you advice based off of how good of friends you are. Sometimes. This is my opinion. Um, but I think your parents are going to be based off of... They know your character. And that's interesting talking to like somebody that literally knows you because you came from them. So That's interesting. I really... So one of the things that just stuck with me was that... Yeah, like... Well, I feel like... This is a kind of person, but I feel like my mom's always been a child. Like, Get a little closer like, to the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like my mom's always been. Can I do this? Yeah. She's always been like a, done childish things. Like she's, her perspective's always been childish. So I feel like I've never experienced like yeah she's 
like paid bills and yeah she's done this but like in her approach to life sometimes it just felt really childish so i don't think i've necessarily had the experience of like having a mother who's like no i want to take care of you i i or like just being wanted by my mom is just something i've struggled with but so it's just interesting like it's not as always as conscious as see that's another thing so is is a very fine line i think education is a beautiful thing but sometimes i think education can take you away from reality in terms of some things cannot be philosophized or thought out in the text or broken down like a thesis it just is so for example that mother that may literally be emotionally unavailable but may provide is something always to draw from somebody but i don't think sometimes we draw it because it might not be what we wanted to draw like we wanted but, something yeah. different that's all you're saying yeah. when you say that you're saying yeah. no i wanted something different but no they gave you something they gave you what you needed because you can never shit on their intellect or their decision making because it gave you yours and it puts you in a place where as though you can now make a conscious decision that what you're thinking isn't the way I want to think. But somebody at some point had to birth that. Yeah. But you were still on their back in some way in mm-hmm. terms of like I had to make a move because of, of whatever them. situation. Because even if it was to level up or spite them, whatever reason, they still made, they still the purpose. They still the cause. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's an interesting uh, conversation though. That's that's hard for me to understand. Like I I know logically, like exactly what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I, I know it. Like I know it to be true. Our parents are not superheroes; they're humans. Mm-hmm. Our, our parents gave us what what they could give, and that's something to be right in some ways celebrated. But it's kind of like I've always wanted to just feel loved by a parent, like by my mom mm-hmm. and then my dad. It's like my dad passed when I was young. Yeah, but it's, it's just it's just that. like it's just life happens. It's it's really <laughs> hard for me, Cause especially Have you like growing ever up. In their life? I have, and like that's what I'm saying. I, I logically I know. And see what I'm kind of like. I'm kind of like. It's selfish. You, it's a selfish thing. I understand. I understand. If you were like, I hope my mom never hears this podcast because I don't want to hurt her feelings. I love you, mom. I'm here's mom. And like, not to like even like do the whole like shit on your parent kind of thing. No, it's just like no I just think about like the kind of person she is and like all those things. That, the, it, the amazing thing she is. My mom is really intelligent. She's very independent. She's, but all like the things, there's that pretty like great things that, pretty great things I've gotten from my mom. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the best things is like, she's just a smart person who's loved reading and things like that. I've gotten great things from my mom, but like the things that really matter to me and like my heart of hearts and that's the sense of person mm-hmm. I am. I'm like, I don't even know if you really wanted to be a mother, a mom. Like I just think my mom also didn't like go to like college right after high school, but she's as she's smart smart enough to have done it with ease like if one day you should be my dad you would say the same thing it's kind of like well i think that there there was a lot of like bitterness and like things like that that happened with her because she didn't fulfill her life when she graduated high school she met the man she was going to marry and then they started they had five kids so it's like i think that that's like i know in my heart of hearts that that's something that influenced the way Mm -hmm. that she raised her kids but it's still hurtful to me as as a person with feelings that like Mm -hmm. the kind of love that i wanted to receive from her i didn't get and I guess like kind of like this kind of ties back into our other conversation is like people are telling you that they want to be loved a certain way and you just you still give them whatever you what you decided that you want to give them. That's like my fear about having kids like you. None of you don't have kids, no, right? No, yeah. No. If, I don't you know. You're having kids. No, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I know you don't have kids, but I don't know if you had kids or not. But like, <laughs> do you ever think about that? Like raising like, I think it's like so kind of dangerous. Like I, I'm like stressed by it because I'm like, what if I have my kid feel the way that I felt? That I felt when I was growing up. You won't. It's always going to be. Some, it's always going to be something that your kid going to think yeah. that you did wrong. We all get baggage. But you guys don't have. You guys don't have any friends. I have friends who are like my mom was like my whole life. My mom like yeah, was right. everything to me, and she. My well, mom's my well, best well, friend. I've, I've always wanted that, 
I and so I think it's possible to 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 have a really good relationship with your with your mom or your parent. What, what I'm if, afraid of that. They're still alive. You have what, time. I'm to say, what if what if yeah. that same mother who who did all of that that you're saying, but then couldn't provide? So it's kind of hard for the like couldn't fully provide everything that you needed or wanted. So they had mm-hmm. to do. Like so it's probably mom, mother moms out there who had to work three four jobs. But still emotionally there for their parents. I mean, for their children, but could barely mm-hmm. keep the lights on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like you're always gonna be lacking something. Yeah, and you're basically because we're met. not perfect. And I about to say it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy. So your basic needs were met. So now you can get into psychosocial shit. Have you ever talked to her about it? What are we doing here? Y'all? Oh, oh no! I'm seriously. I, I, I my mom's very like I'm sensitive, right? My mom is sensitive too. But she's sensitive in a way that, like, when someone tells me, like, I've hurt their feelings. Like I said earlier, you tell me you hurt, I hurt your feelings. I'm like, dang, like, let me take a second. But let me take a step back. I probably did something wrong, and I can adjust it. Because I'm, I'm in control of myself. I know I can adjust these things. My mom, I don't think she's that kind of way. So anything I've, anytime I've said something, her response is usually, like, like, no joke. This sounds like a joke. Her response would be, like, well, out of all of my kids, you're the first kid that I sent overseas on a trip. Or, like, you're the first kid I sent. That's like, an accomplishment for her. But that's to that you. doesn't make up for that doesn't make but up for it. But you see but how she, who's, thinks, who's a, she thinks that it, it makes so much sense. She like, thinks who's that who's she did everything she could. Who's her I. But if okay, I think of things from my point of view. I do, and that's maybe a pitfall. But if somebody tells you that, like, if if my kid were to tell me that I'm not loving them in a way that they need to be feel loved. It's different from a dynamic of like a partner, like my, the person I'm dating, right? Like if somebody tells me that I'm not loving them the way that they want to be loved, right. you have two choices: you can leave or you can stay and make an adjustment. If it's like a parent-kid relationship, it's the same thing. No, as an adult, if it's my kid, it's my responsibility because I you didn't choose to be here. Oh, you didn't choose to be here, so you your parents owe it's you something. My you think your mom owes you something. As an adult, as a, okay, let's think of it your right mom now. You nothing. Right now, my mom. I, okay, my mom doesn't. She doesn't owe me anything. I'm an adult now. Now it's, right. my, it's me. Now it's me. Like it, that's what I'm saying. Like if our relationship isn't that great right now, it is what it is. If you, you're making that choice, I'm making that choice. But when she was raising me, I think a child deserves to feel loved when they're being raised. I don't think she intentionally didn't make you feel loved. I don't think she consciously said, I'm going to fuck up. Get into did you, ever, happened, did you ever go without anything? That's what, like, her love might yeah. be saying, I raised you. you, you turned out really good, you always ate, you always had a, uh, you yeah. always had a, you, a roof over you. you had I, five, and you had five brothers and sisters, like, I, I, yeah. I made sure Two everybody, four, four, of us, four, yeah. us, four others, four yes. others, so I made all sure, like you said, that trip yeah. overseas to her was like, damn, I did some shit. I sent my daughter away. I think so. I think that children, that adults, have a responsibility to children. Cool. That's actually. I think I, to, a, I do. to a certain point. To a certain point. To a certain extent. point. As a teacher, I'm there's there's a power imbalance. I'm an adult, and these are children. I'm not gonna act like they're other adults, and that's as an adult now. With my I'm thinking about my mom, she's an adult. I'm an adult. It's different. But as a child growing up, it didn't feel good to not feel wanted by my parent, by my mom. And you say you never told her. How do you know you're not the catalyst to her? How do you know you're not her catalyst to get her to the other side? How do you know you're not the one that's supposed to sit her down and tell her this? How do you know you're not the key to herself with accusation? Yeah. I hate that word because I never get it. Yeah. yeah how, can you, how do you know you're not that? How do you know you're not I supposed mean, to be Maybe sitting? I am. I mean, maybe it's, I am. Yeah, we turned this into a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah, y'all are really like. Going Sorry. There. Y'all, we, y'all we, in therapy I'm right now? I'm going to tell you something. No. Are you guys in therapy right now? <laughs> not, not right now. I, been I literally just said I'm, I'm looking for one right now. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I think. Um, yeah. 
because I think it's a beautiful thing because therapy gives you different perspective. But also, I wanted to challenge one of your points when you said something about love. Um, love is very conditional in terms of, because you just express conditional love yeah, I, in terms I, I of, do feel that way actually. like, I love you, but, love you, but. So when you get to the point of first forgiveness as the first step, once you get to that point, and then once you forgive, then you can love somebody. It's just like it's like almost like the reverence you have for a deity or God. So like that's the way I worship or I believe in God. It's like if he never, you've probably heard the saying like if he never does anything else for me, he's done enough. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel as though by my parents in a way they're not God, but it's like if they never will accept or I never can go back and tally up or they never understand. They've done enough, and I, I appreciate you because of that. And I actually said, I think we we sit with my parents one time, all my siblings, and we had like this impromptu therapy session like this, mm-hmm. and we told them just like, thank you, you've done this, and they just bawled. And you know what you do? You start bawling too, because you don't know that like, damn, because that's sometimes that's that you're their biggest accomplishment in life. Especially if you ain't go to college and do all this other shit, and you didn't get it, and you also when your youth is taken from you. It's like you're kind of living vicariously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've been, whoever your therapist is, man, it's great, man. I hope you fan them well. I'm actually not going to therapy anymore. When, how long were you going for? Um, a few months, maybe like four months. Mm. It was a positive experience. And you're maturing. It's like a different, there's a different part of your brain unlocked. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. I think it's a good conversation. I just feel like. I mean, really, honestly. I don't know. Like, I don't think I was so, expecting this conversation to come out of this. But that's something I've really been struggling. Like the, the like the parent-child dynamic, especially like as I'm approaching a, in time, maybe in like four or five years, where I want to have children. It's legitimately scares me. I'm scared of it too. It no, it's a scary thing. You bring a human being. A human being. That's a life. It's a lot of things that can go wrong. And, and I do like want to harp back on the point of like. That kid didn't ask to be here, so I want to make you feel happy. But you're always, you gotta understand you're not, not always, not always, you know, I'm not yeah. always gonna make you happy. Like my, my students, I'm not always gonna make you happy. But at the end of the day, when you leave my class, right. you should feel like a better human being. I should be building you up in some ways. Some people get built up by, by a tough love. Some people do receive love that way. Tough love builds you up. Me, I'm not that person. And I'm also really expressive about the fact that like, I don't receive love that way in a positive way like tough love doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and I've, it's not like yeah. when I was a kid I was way more expressive than I think most especially black kids mm-hmm. and are expected lo- to be mm-hmm. right and it's like, somewhere along the line somebody you felt muted you and then it kind of yeah my, it, it builds this domino mm. wow yeah so I don't know that's something I, I've got to process I think that's an important conversation though like I, I'm everybody has positive converse, positive relationship with their parents it wasn't always positive my relationship with my parents wasn't always positive, and at times it's going to get. I was for like three years. It may years, it may get negative again. Like it, it's it's just a relationship. Yeah. So mine's a little different. I, I only I had my mom, so I'm like super close to my mom because <clears throat> excuse me, my my dad passed away when I was young, so it was just me and her. Right. And my, my sister moved out, so that's like she was my backbone. So it's like, yeah. It's How like, old, if you don't mind asking, was your were you when your father passed? Uh, twelve. I was fourteen. Yeah. And oh. it's. It's like kind of like it's kind of like an opposite dynamic. Yeah. Like your mom ended up being your, yep. you were really close, but my mom was. I, I think it, she it's just got she just got busy yeah. raising kids. I yeah, my them. mom also didn't have five. She I has, raised them, so I mean, I, I took care of my siblings. Who was she at? Work. 
No, I'm not. Okay. Oh, okay. We're we'll talking about that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm gonna put all her business yeah, out like, there. That's too far. I'm, I'm Amir's mom you, is going. You trying to, you trying to like, that. trying to make some, some kind of, in some ways, and like, this is not against my, like, I can't like say anything against my mom. You, you can't. She brought me life, like you said. I had a house. I had food. I traveled. There was like lots of things, but like, if I tell that college I, thing, you don't forget that. There's things there that I. Fast, that's sometimes. Not, no, but anyways, I don't know. That's actually interesting. It is interesting, but I actually I don't, don't know. Say, this shit got too deep, so I, 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 I didn't know. I can't pivot back. Like I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. But this is it. Like, like I got to stop. Did it start with teaching? Like, it did start with teaching. Um, I guess I can kind of see how we. But teaching is down because there. teaching is talking about emotions kids and yeah. yeah. When you talk about kids, you 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 talking about your inner child. That's how Everybody's we got it. Inner child, mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't heal an inner child, and healing your inner child may take a lifetime. I need to not. I need to. So this is another episode of Unsisted Views. Yo, it was crazy. So weird. No, I think my mind's racing. So my mind start racing because I'm now I'm thinking about other stuff. I'm like I'm I'm thinking about this. I'm I'm, I'm like. And then we still didn't say bye. All right, all right, we out. Peace. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unsolicited Views.